It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm Jake Lisko, one of your hosts, along with James Rapine, the other one of your hosts. You can find us on Twitter at Jake underscore NFL and at James Rapine. Follow us individually on Twitter and follow the podcast at Locked On Bengals for your daily updates on what's going on with the Cincinnati Bengals. Hello, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. James and I are in a fantastic mood this evening, this afternoon, as we record this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Today's episode, we're going to talk about Trey Waynes again, because it turns out it's not just his agent that's upset that Trey Waynes hasn't signed his deal. He was on Takeo Spikes Behind the Mask podcast this week. We have a great audio clip from that for you to listen to you can hear some of the frustration in Trey Wayne's voice and then after that James and I are going to talk about the training camp battles what we expect to be the exciting positions to watch as training camp is scheduled to open in just a few weeks but James let's get started by listening to what Trey Wayne's had to say on the Takeo Spikes Behind the Mask podcast it sucks because, you know, I, like I I expressed to my agent, I was like, yo, like I'm trying to like train, you know what I'm saying? But I don't want to like train too hard because, you know, I f- around get hurt. Then what? Because I ain't, you know, yeah. it ain't, ain't thin. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a struggle because you're trying to figure out how to train and prepare for something that may or may not happen. And you don't want to like risk injury, as you guys can probably see, um, you know, a couple guys already got hurt. Heard, you know, yeah. but it's like, how am I supposed to make myself better without being able to push myself to where I want to push myself to have success? So for me, you know, the free agent thing, it was cool. You know, I was excited for it, but, you know, it's been a fucking headache since it really started. Because like I said, I, <laughs> yeah, I ain't signed nowhere yet. I mean, I did, but I'm still waiting until they let yeah. us come in and take our physicals to, you know, make it official. This is an unfortunate situation. Right? That's the reality that the the Bengals, and again, that courtesy of the Behind the, the Mask podcast with Takeo Spikes, there aren't any winners during COVID. Everyone has had to adjust their life. So the NFL, while it's remained on schedule, hasn't been able to operate normally. And so if you haven't been able to get into a physical, and it's not just the Bengals. I looked it up, and I, Jake, I know we talked about this a little bit on Monday, I know the Cardinals still have some free agents that they haven't officially signed because of the the lack of a physical. The Falcons have some. I didn't go down the list of the whole league. A lot of free agents. Tom Brady has signed, and he did go get his physical at an independent practice. But this, to me, the more I hear this, and I wrote a couple articles about it, I don't know what Trey Wayne seeks to gain from this. Troy Blackburn made a statement to Albert Breer. The Bengals are clearly dug in the way they are. And training camp starts in a few weeks. 
So whatever you're training, however you're training, Trey, just keep that up. Because from the sound of things, there might not even be a preseason anyway. So you'll be able to do plenty of one-on-ones and 11-on-11s and do everything you need to do at training camp to get ready for the season. Um, but, but yeah, this it's an unfortunate situation. But I'm not going to feel bad for Trey Waynes here. We've all had to adjust our lives due to COVID. And unfortunately, NFL players have had to do the same, specifically those that signed contracts this offseason. It is interesting to look at some of the players that have signed their deals, right? You got Tom Brady did a physical, Cam Newton did a physical. The quarterbacks seem to have had no issues getting their deals done. Some of the higher profile free agents, it appears to have gotten their deals done. They've they found a way to get physicals done. Some teams have been more willing to let players go to private practices than others. The Minnesota Vikings, for example, officially signed former Ravens defensive tackle Michael Pierce back in March immediately with very little delay from the time they agreed in principle to the time he actually passed a physical and signed his contract. So it's not impossible, but the Bengals haven't signed any of their free agents officially that at least they've talked to you since the unrestricted free agency period opened, which of course is after travel restrictions were in place and personnel in facility restrictions were in place across the NFL. But I do agree with you, James, that I don't understand what the angle here is for Trey Waynes. If if it's a, the Bengals are screwing over free agents angle, then well, why aren't the other free agents also making noise? It's, it's just him. Not clear on what the angle is. I, I don't think it'll be a long-term issue either, but he does continue to take to public airwaves and make his stance known. One last bit of COVID-related news. The NFL and NFLPA did reach an agreement today on travel protocols for training camp in the preseason which of course implies there will be a preseason, which is still a matter of dispute between the players union and the league, which probably is seeking to recuperate some of that revenue they're expecting to lose this year. But at least there is a travel protocol in place, which includes mandatory masks for all members of the traveling party. Coming up next, training camp battles. It's that time of year. We'll start probably with the offensive line, right, James? And see what else comes up as we move through the conversation. Stick around. That's coming up next. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's keep things rolling here on the Locked on Bengals podcast. And with training camp hopefully just a couple of weeks away, it's time to look at some of the training camp battles that are on this roster. And Jake, let's start with the offensive line because I think that's by far the one position group that has the most question marks among the fan base. Certainly here on the podcast, we've spent a lot of time on the Bengals' offensive line. They didn't add much this offseason. I think the biggest question mark on this uh, starting front is the right tackle spot. Is it going to be Bobby Hart again? Is it going to be Fred Johnson? Will it be draft sensation Akeem Adeniji? Sensation. Your thoughts on, <laughs> your thoughts on this uh this training camp battle at right tackle. I didn't even say the position, did I? Right tackle. 
You did. I think you said right tackle like 70, 74 times there. Give or take. Bobby Hart, right tackle. Starter. Does it sound like he's a starter? What about Fred Johnson? Kemodenergy? Yeah, those are all potential right tackles. I think that's the position we're talking about. Right tackle. Okay, that's enough. The people are sick of us saying right tackle. I, I think it's Bobby Hart. I, I do I do wonder here. So this is something that should be a wide open training camp battle, right? It should be, can Fred Johnson beat out Bobby Hart? Can Hakeem Adeniji start as a rookie? O'Shea Dugas, who they were very high on. They kept mm-hmm. him around all year. Had a decent preseason as well. Is he going to get a chance to fight for this spot? Or is it going to be a competition in name only? Now, this training, uh, coaching staff, rather, not training staff. This coaching staff has been really good about actually having roster battles. They haven't been shy. Last year, they flipped guys all preseason and early in the season, they were rotating guys at different positions because they weren't very happy with the performances or guys were getting dinged up. Maybe, maybe a little bit of both. So right tackle is Bobby Hart, just the presumptive day one starter. I kind of think so, but I hope not. That's kind of where I'm at right now. I hope that Fred Johnson gets a real chance because he was promising and he's something different. We know what Bobby Hart is at this point. And while he did pass block better down the stretch last year, he's a limited player at right tackle. And so I want to give somebody else a chance. Hart is certainly the favorite. There, there's no denying that. The Bengals have praised him. And the, the thing the coaching staff likes about him is his mental makeup. They think he's Which, a really smart player. I mean, I, 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 I'm not saying. I'm just I'm the messenger. I I'm know. not the one saying it. Yeah. Um, but honestly, call me crazy here. Are, are we sure Akeem Lindenergy isn't the best option? Are, are we sure? Are Probably. we sure he can't play right tackle right away? I, think I don't so. know. I, I, I'm, I'm with you that it needs to be an open competition. In the part that sucks about this, when you have a, a right tackle spot up for grabs, is you didn't get a Denigy in there for rookie OTAs or mini camps or anything like that. Fred Johnson, uh, how much do you develop in an off season where you aren't working out at team facilities, you know, for that month stretch that you normally would. Uh, so th- that part of it, and we'll get into other aspects of this offensive line. When you're looking at young guys developing, I think it's a little harder to develop when you're, you're away from the team and away from coaches. So without a doubt in my mind, if I had to bet on it, I would say Hart is the the week one starter at right tackle. It's really funny that all the praise goes to Hart's mental acuity, his football <laughs> intelligence, because you follow his Instagram and uh, I just I mean, have I, questions. I don't follow his Instagram. For what I mean, I don't either. But I know what you're talking then, about. People, people tag me on Twitter and say, hey, did you see this thing Bobby Hart posted? And we don't talk about it because it's insane. And I don't want to draw attention to it, but uh, I guess I just did. Let's talk about the other very interesting position to me on the offensive line, which is right guard, where, again, Xavier Suofilo might be the presumptive starter for day one. They, they signed him as a free agent for a little bit less than they paid John Miller the season before. John Miller was a guy that when he signed Joe Goodberry and myself on this podcast at the time said, well, maybe that's not starter money. Turns out it was starter money. He was expected to start at that salary. They give John, sorry, they give uh, Xavier Suofilo just a little bit less. And I think that this is 
more of a potential competition than left guard, where I think Michael Jordan will shake out on top from what we've heard from Jim Turner and how much he loves Mike Jordan. But at the interior in general, you've got Xavier Suofilo, Billy Price, Alex Redmond, Michael Jordan. And as, as much as we complained about Alex Redmond, he didn't play at all last year. He's still a relatively young guy. The coaching staff seems to really like him. Billy Price, of course, number one overall pick, and your your free agent acquisition, Xavier Suofilo. I think both guard positions could go any number of ways, but I think right guard, for me, is more in question than left guard, where I think Michael Jordan has a pretty good uh, shot at winning that job. And the question is, should he? like, Or, or has he earned that in any way? And I'm not saying Xavier Suofilo has. I think he certainly needs to prove himself at right guard. But why not make it just kind of a, a wide-open competition? Maybe it is lack of snaps and practice time with the weird offseason. But is Brilly Price just done? Is this it? Because if he if he isn't a starter and he isn't a projected starter by anyone at, at this stage of the offseason, then that's it for him. Like, that's you're done. Like, it's officially bust status. If you can't beat out Xavier Suofilo, who – is kind of a bust, 33rd overall, only played for four years, didn't sign a second contract with Houston uh, after being drafted in the second round of the 2014 draft. Then he plays for two years in Dallas. Maybe he gets it right this year, but he didn't even start for the Cowboys. Uh, So you can't beat him out, and then you can't beat Michael Jordan, who is a fourth-round pick? I don't know, man. To me, I I would – I would like it to be an open competition everywhere because there's just so many question marks. Like, it wouldn't shock me at all if Billy Price was better than Michael Jordan. He should be better than Michael Jordan. It also wouldn't shock me if he beat out Xavier Suofilo. He probably should be better than them. But given what we know over the past couple of years, he hasn't been. There's a reason Trey Hopkins beat him out for the center job last year, right? So it's it's wild because I get why. Jim Turner, he was on the Bengals Booth podcast last uh, at the end of last month. And he just goes down the list of these guys. He's like, oh, we really like Billy Price and Mike Jordan and uh, Xavier Suofilo. We like what he can do. And and he just keeps naming Alex Redman. Whole name all these guys. And it's like, well, yeah, they, they have bodies. Mm-hmm. Can these bodies actually be competent or better than average? Because that's what I want. I don't want below average offensive linemen ahead of Joe Burrow. And that's, that's really what it feels like we're going to get. It's funny because I had the same exact reaction when I listened to Jim Turner just naming the guys. I'm like, yeah, you can name all the players on your roster. Good job, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> that doesn't mean they're good players. I, I can, I can, what about DeMarcus? Oh, yeah, we got DeMarcus Lodge and Damian Willis and Scotty Washington at the end of that wide receiver room. We feel like, are those names inspiring confidence? I mean, I guess if I, if I, if I, Josh Nipful and Clay Cordasco. How about those? Like, I can name names, but it doesn't mean they're good players, right? So I do think there's a chance Billy Price can win the right guard battle. And if he's going to win somewhere, I think that's it. Because in terms of his strengths, more prototypically a right guard than a left guard, more of a power player than a move player. And I think I heard him say that he's the healthiest he's been in his NFL career at this point. He dealt with the pec injury. As a rookie, he dealt with the, the the foot issues last year. And you could tell he's frustrated, man. The one thing about Billy Price that I love is I, I do really like his mentality. I think that mm-hmm. he he does have a really good mind to play offensive line. 
And it's just, it's just a physical limitation. And that's why I think that left guard not as up for grabs as right guard because Michael Jordan has the length to be a successful NFL offensive lineman to compensate for some of the other issues. And he's young coming into the league. So the, the fact that he could take a big leap in year two based on age alone is, is not an advantage that Billy Price has also limited in his physical dimension. So where can he win? Well, he can win at right guard then where Xavier Suofilo better player in space than Billy Price. But at right guard, if you're looking for like that Kevin Ze- Kevin Zietler kind of power right guard type, Billy Price has a chance to fit that mold of player. Not that he's going to be at the skill level of of, of Kevin, but y- you know what I'm saying, right? In terms of in terms of style of player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I do, and you can't. In the the unfortunate part about this for Billy Price is the fact he's dealt with a ton of injuries. Yeah. And so that's one. And coaching staffs. That's the difference. Is is now your guys aren't in the building. The guys yeah. that were champion championing championing, I guess is the word for you in the draft room a couple of years ago, aren't there anymore. And at least most of them are not there anymore. So it's much harder uh to battle back from that, especially when Xavier Suofilo was signed yeah. by these guys. Michael and Jordan Adenogy. was drafted by these guys. Akeem Adenogy, future starting right tackle, was uh, was or drafted guard. by these guys. It, and that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. As you notice, a lot of the guys they are bringing in have some some type of versatility. And, and I think worst case for Billy Price, and this is not what you want out of a, a former number one pick, but if you have him as your backup center and a backup guard at either spot, at least you should feel okay about it, right, on paper. But I, I, ju- I just don't know. If, if he can't beat out either of these guys, what is he really? So to me, James, in summary, I, I agree with what you just said about Billy Price as a, as a backup. You feel pretty okay about that, but you would like to see him win in the, a starting job because of the draft capital invested there. But but I think the right side of the offensive line is is really the, the part of the offense that bears – watching at least as far as starters go i think that there are some interesting battles at wide receiver between t higgins Auden tate john ross to to see who's going to get the most snaps out of those guys but i think that that while a competition is not necessarily a training camp competition that's something that'll play itself out over the course of the year so the other one that to me is the biggest training camp competition i was surprised actually you said that offensive line was was actually the one indisputably right because what about linebacker let's talk about that coming up next is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll get back to our training camp battles in just a second and dive into the linebacker position. But Jake Lisko was just caught red-handed gaming during a recording here on the Locked On Bengals podcast. Jake you were sharing your screen to show me the audio levels about 20 minutes ago while we were starting this podcast, and you forgot. 
and you pull up your screen and caught red-handed. I, I feel like the substitute teacher that needs to write the, the regular teacher a note about you so you can stay for after-school detention or something later this week. You know, the people know that I like my games. And uh, for the record, it was about a five-second delay in starting the recording of segment three, which we have now delayed a further 45 seconds because we're talking about it. So let's get into the training camp battle at linebacker, shall we? Where the presumptive starters, in my opinion, are Jermaine Pratt and Josh Bynes. There are many new players on the team, Logan Wilson, Akeem Davis-Gaither, uh, Marcus Bailey, the seventh round pick, Marcel Spears, college free agent. And don't forget about Jordan Evans, Brady Sheldon, and Austin Calitro, who are either veterans or, uh, in Sheldon's case, street free agent last year, Calitro coming over from Jacksonville. So, James, do you think there's a real battle? And do you think Jermaine Pratt is even part of that battle? Do you think Josh Bynes is part of that battle? Or are we really looking at who's the third linebacker and it's going to shake itself out over the course of the season. I think early on, we, we spend so much time talking about Joe Burrow and how he's going to adjust to the NFL with a virtual offseason. Early on, it's going to be hard to expect a guy like Logan Wilson, Akeem Davis-Gaither, even Marcus Bailey, to have a huge impact on defense. That doesn't mean that they're not going to at some point during the year. But is Logan Wilson really going to just come in and beat up on Josh Bynes and take the starting job from him? I just don't see that happening. This this guy in Bynes had a really good year last year. After he was on the street for a while, he knows how that feels. Something tells me he's going to be prepared and ready to go here. It's not like he signed a four-year deal. He's on a one-year contract, and he's pretty much at the stage of his career where he's going to go year to year. So I think Bynes has the edge, certainly, to start next to Jermaine Pratt. Those are the two starters. But would it shock me at all? If by week four, week six, week eight, Logan Wilson suddenly showed his coverage skills, got more comfortable and, and did a lot of the stuff that he did at Wyoming, where not only was he athletic enough to guard really anyone uh, that Wyoming played, but also great against the run. I, I think he's going to get in there at some point. And, and the same thing with Akeem Davis Gaither. I, I think he's such a, a valuable chess piece for Luana Rumo this year and his role will just continue to grow as the year goes on. So these guys are going to have roles early. I just don't think that they're going to win the the starting job. But if they outperform Bynes or even Jermaine Pratt, then I think the Bengals will be willing uh, to reward them uh, with a starting role if that's the case. But I, I would lean Bynes and Pratt as the starters. It's kind of surprising after how bad the linebackers have been for the last few years. Jermaine Pratt did start to play better down the stretch. So, so that kind of, in a lot of ways at least on paper, seems to answer one of the questions. And then they signed Josh Bynes, who last year, as I've said many times on this podcast, was a fantastic street-free agent signing for Baltimore, whose defense was really kind of without its way, without an identity for the first few games of the year. Then they go trade for Marcus Peters, too. But Josh Bynes, I think, was a part of that Ravens defensive turnaround and turned into a really good Ravens defense. I'm not saying it was all Josh Bynes's. uh credit it's not it's not he's not the reason why I think Marcus Peters has a big hand in that and just the defense coming together but it's surprising right that a year after the Bengals linebackers were so bad we're sitting here saying 
Yeah, they drafted three linebackers, but I don't think any of them are going to crack the opening day lineup because I think I agree with you. I think that if anyone does, Logan Wilson is probably the third linebacker. If they ever do send three linebackers out there, say a goal line package, if they go with three linebackers instead of three safeties, maybe you pull Jesse Bates off the field and put Logan Wilson on there instead with uh, Von Bell and Sean Williams, right? Maybe there's there's some package stuff. Maybe Akeem Davis Gaither is in some pass rushing packages, you know, week one. So so I think you could see some of those battles shake out where Akeem Davis Gaither is fighting for sub package roles. Logan Wilson, if anybody has a chance in this linebacker room at cracking the starting line, starting linebackers, which means the first two guys, the guys that aren't coming off the field in nickel, which is pretty much all the Bengals play anymore. You're rarely going to see them with three linebackers on the field. It would be Logan Wilson. And maybe furthermore, the addition of some linebackers that Lou Anarumo likes leads to some more three linebackers instead of five defensive linemen out there. So that, that's something that would be interesting to watch too. If Logan Wilson really comes out and impresses coaches in camp, and if there's a preseason, if he impresses in those preseason games in terms of mental aptitude, in terms of leadership, in terms of not making rookie mistakes, because he's a 24-year-old rookie, well, maybe there is a path for him to get on the field a little bit earlier than we expect him to. And he can move. He can move. I was watching his Instagram the other day, and I get it. It's just, you know dumb workout videos. Everyone looks good. But he looks like a safety, man. He looks like he's – I don't even know if it's Sean Williams. Like He looks that fast. And I'm like, whew. I wouldn't want to try to get open against him. And so, yeah, I, I think from a physical standpoint, he's ready to go. Mentally, you just hope that they're as close to where they would be at this stage of their rookie season – as as possible and it, it's got to be hard doing zoom calls and and really trying to 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 focus on the playbook and focus on really learning it without being out on the field so maybe they'll get off to a slow start but I, i'm with you i think if there is a a guy that could overtake josh Bynes early in the season it's logan wilson uh and the, the the farther into the season we get i think you could see expanded roles for him and uh, akeem davis gaither both guys that the bengals got later than they expected them to be in the draft. And what about your boy Marcus Bailey? TikTok sensation. Is he going to get any playing time this year? I wouldn't be shocked, right? Is he going to make the team? So here's just, his training camp battle is, can he make the team? It, it Probably, is. but it, you know. It, but, but he's coming off of an ACL. He hasn't been able to work. That's the thing is, I wonder, and I don't want to speak for this, I wonder if he's been going to Paul Brown Stadium. Because if you're rehabbing, <clears throat> excuse me, you can do that. And, and that's something that even with COVID, so well, it, it almost might give him an edge if he if that, he does need any kind of rehab. Is that true for players that aren't under contract, though? Ah, that's true, too. I don't know. Because none of the rookies have signed their deal, so I don't know if You're he right. would be allowed to or not. I, and, I, and, yeah, and then why wouldn't they have been able to give him a physical? And then, yeah, probably yeah. not. Yeah. Otherwise, we would have gotten a TikTok from Paul Brown by now, right? TikTok. So I think that just to finish the linebacker conversation, that there are five, there are four guys that I think are definitely making the team. Jermaine Pratt, Logan Wilson, Josh Bynes, Akeem Davis Gaither are all for sure making the team and will have, they'll probably all be game day actives, right? Like those four guys, shoe ins and, mm-hmm. and, and active in my opinion. Jordan Evans, I think he's in a battle. Austin Calitro, I think, is probably a bit of a long shot along with Brady Sheldon, although Sheldon is very athletic and a pretty good special teamer. Brady Sheldon was a guy that when they signed him last year, I was actually pretty intrigued because I went back and looked at his combine numbers, and 
he's like a 90 90 plus percentile athlete who has never really put it together in the NFL. Uh, but Marcus Bailey is going to be in the fight with Jordan Evans, Austin Calitro, Marcel Spears, the college free agent they signed, and Brady Sheldon. And you, you assume, do they keep six linebackers? Maybe this is a conversation for a future week when we start to get down into roster predictions. But I do see the back of the linebacker room battle being pretty intense because I don't know how many players they'll keep at that position. And they added so many. I mean, Bailey, Spears, uh, Calitro. It's, it, it, you're right, it's, it's going to be tough. And that's why when I talk about Bailey, I, I don't think it's a sure thing, right? I, I, th- I think there's a good shot of it, especially since he has been cleared and he's ext- extremely motivated by all accounts. Even talking to him after he got drafted, he seemed really fired up that he, he fell to the seventh round. So, you know, maybe that's enough to, to fuel him. And he certainly has the talent. He just needs to stay healthy. So if he can stay healthy, I think he can be a, a special teams contributor this season and really carve out a niche uh, in the future. But here's the reality. One of these rookies is could end up being really good. One will be serviceable, and one isn't going to make it. I, it. That's just the odds. That's how it works in the draft. So the Bengals have hedged their bet. They took three linebackers, and I expect to see at least two of them get significant snaps on defense and special teams this season. It's easy to see the path for all of them because we're still draft fresh in our minds. But if you ask us in a year, well, probably still remember because a lot of work went into this draft. But I mean, Jermaine Pratt last year was our best linebacker available at the time on the board that we put together uh, on this podcast. But I can't really remember my eval on, on Jermaine Pratt anymore, which is an indictment of me more than anything. But just kind of goes to show you how what they do in the NFL really is what's going to shape your perception of those players going forward. As they say around the league, it's a what have you done for me lately kind of business. There are some other roster battles that will probably be interesting to watch in training camp. I think tight end is one. I think the back of the cornerback room is another. And of course, the last few receivers that might make the roster but we'll talk about those another time. We today hit on some of the more interesting top of roster training camp battles. Until next time, Bengals fans, who day and have a good one. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.